to encourage you, to equip you, and to empower you to fulfill God's divine destiny for your life. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am so glad that you have decided to be a part of this podcast, and I pray that it is an encouragement and a blessing to you that it fills your heart with hope and excitement about your future as you are walking out God's path of destiny for your life. This month, I want to share with you a segment of a brand new series that I just released on new doors, how to navigate and recognize new doors of opportunity. All throughout the Word of God, doors are used to symbolize or be significant of places and times where God takes us from one place and moves us into another. They really speak of transition. And you know, in our everyday lives, those transitions, those doors, if you will, can be representative of simply going from one season into a new season. It can be going through a door where you maybe have been functioning one way, but it's time for you to step into a place and function in a brand new way where it pulls on some different gifts and talents and anointings that God's given you. There's also something about doors that it seems like as you follow God's plan and purpose for your life, we really require doors at specific times. In fact, it seems like many times in life when we come to maybe an end of one particular season that we really require doors of opportunity. In other words, our progress is hinged upon these new doors sort of showing up in our life so that we can transition into whatever is next. Recently, I was just with some friends of mine and we were all talking about how we were thinking of times and seasons in our lives and places where it just seemed like we were in essence waiting on some new doors of opportunity to come. And so in this series, I really want to share with you about how you can set yourself up or position yourself to go through these new doors the very best way. There is a way to transition through doors of opportunity where you will do it almost effortlessly, that you will recognize those doors when they come. You won't miss them. And when those doors come, you can just transition right through them. But you're going to have to have some understanding, some keys of how to approach those doors rightly. I pray that this is a blessing to you and really sets you up for what I believe are some doors of opportunity that are right in front of you. Listen, let this speak to you. Here's a segment from our brand new series on new doors. I have been hearing, stirring in my spirit, resounding really for maybe the last 10 days or so, very affirmatively, the Spirit of God saying to me, this is a time and a season of the open doors. It is a time and a season of new doors. You say, well, you know, that's just great, but that sounds kind of general. Well, that could be, but because it's the word of the Lord to me, then I understand that God is ready to back up his word. Amen. It's a time and it's a season of doors. It's a time and a season of open doors. Turn over to the book of Revelations, if you will. In chapter 3. 
And as you're turning there, I'm going to give you three things this morning that doors bring. How many of you know that a door is representative of transition? When I came through the door this morning, I transitioned from the outside into the inside. And when I came through that door, when I transitioned into the door, I walked into all that was waiting for me in this place. Amen. Now, I could have gotten all ready this morning, gotten in my car, drove here, gotten even to the parking lot, walked right up to the door and stared at it and thought, man, I really wish I could get in there. I know there's coffee in there. (laughs) I don't know about you. That's usually my first thought if I have to be somewhere before 10 a.m. Is there coffee through that door? Praise the Lord. And is it good coffee? Come on, you, I mean, let's not stop short here. But if I didn't come through the door, then I'm not going to be able to once again apprehend what waits for me on the other side. Amen. Look here in Revelations, did I tell you chapter 3? And I want to look at verse 8. He says, behold, I have set before thee an open door. I don't know about you, but I like open doors better than closed doors. I really like open doors better than locked doors. Amen? Have you ever just gone through a long day and you get home and you realize you gave somebody the key to your house so you can't get in? That just happened to me about a month ago. I'd been on the road. I lent somebody the key to my house to check on some things. And I totally forgot in my uh, mad dash to the airport that in loaning out my key, there was no way for me to get in to my own house. This is a problem. So I made it to the door, but there was no way in. Locked doors are not good things. Amen. So he says, behold, there's this certain kind of door, and he says, it's an open door, and I really like this part, and no man can shut it. I said, no man can shut it. No man can shut it. Doors are representative of transition. Doors are also representative of opportunity. Uh, How many times have we heard people, and maybe some of us have said some things like this before, uh, is there any way that you could get me in the door to that place? Right? If I could just get through the door, uh, then something could really happen. What, What are we speaking of? Because doors are representative of opportunity. Whenever you are uh, praying out the plan of God for your life, and you should be, whenever you hit up on something in your heart, just feel like I'm coming up on a new door. Well, number one, that's going to speak you're about to go through a transition. But number two, you're about to come upon some opportunity. For the people of God, what that means to us then is, I'm coming upon some new assignments. But you know, every one of us have a call of God upon our lives. Everybody said amen. So you've got a call. If you doubt it, just look at Ephesians chapter 4 later today, where Paul said, I beseech you to walk worthy of the vocational calling wherewith you are called. And it's important to stop and notice there that when he was saying this, he was not saying it to a pastor's conference. He wasn't saying it to a group of ministers. He was saying it to the church at Ephesus. 
So each one of us have a calling upon our lives. Well, we need to understand something. And the thing we need to see is that that calling that is upon you is sort of like an umbrella that covers the expanse of all of your days on the earth. And so that calling, that specific calling that's upon you, which God reveals to you, it goes over the course of your life. But then you have to understand that during the course of your life, during the course of fulfilling that calling, God's going to give you varied assignments. And those assignments, those new assignments he gives you, serves as doors on the path of your calling. So when the Spirit of God urges you and starts moving in you saying something new's coming up, I'm about to put something new into your hands and I'm asking you to be willing and obedient, you understand then that you're saying yes and going through that door is imperative to you fulfilling your life's calling. Amen. And sometimes... The assignments that he gives us looks nothing like the big picture overall life calling that we sense in our hearts. Have you ever had God lead you to do something and you think, God, this looks nothing like the the dream, the vision that I have in my heart? What in the world would I go over here and do this menial task when you and I know, Jesus, I'm called to bigger and better things? Anybody been there? I'll just tell on myself, and you can all just pretend like you've never said that before to the Lord. I can remember, you know, I graduated from Rama, and I'm thinking, bless God, I am a Rama Bible Training Center graduate. I mean, the world is going to be so excited <laughs> when I show up, you know. Oh, step aside, you just graduated from a Rama. And, uh, and so I'm getting toward graduation, you know, and I'm just waiting from orders from heaven. And I just know that it's going to be a stellar assignment. You know, I'm just waiting. And I, I mean, I was so passionate and hungry and fired up for God. I mean, you cannot sit under that kind of teaching in the spirit of faith for three and four hours every day and not come out just ready to explode, on somebody or something. Well, in my, you know, young ignorance and my um, vitality, I was wanting to explode on a whole nation, just win it to God in a day, and just move on to the next country from there. And I was merely waiting for God to point the way to the first country he wanted me to single-handedly take for Jesus, you know. And, uh, and I mean, I it sounds funny, but I, I'm really being truthful with you. This is really what I thought. And so we're coming close to graduation. And, uh, well, this is a door. I'm transitioning into a new place. And I'm just so excited about what comes next. And I'm believing God and waiting to hear directives. And I remember we were about, I don't know, maybe three months from graduation. I remember one day I was in prayer school. And uh, we're just worshiping God. The presence of God is so strong. And the spirit of God was just so heavy upon me. And I heard the still small voice. And he said, Jen, you've been asking me for uh, a direction on what's next. I said, yes, sir. I thought, here it is, you know. And I'm trying to pull up a geographical map of the world in my head. Like, what's going to stand out? You know, is it Europe? Is it Asia? Is it Africa? And uh, 
And I remember the Lord getting very quiet and very serious with me. And he said, are you willing? I said, oh, yeah, God, I am the most willing. He said, are are you obedient? I said, God, I am so ready. I am so obedient. And he said, you you have said that uh, you're mine to command. I said, yes, sir. He said, well, I want you to go back home, and I want you to serve in your local church. Hallelujah. (laughs) I thought, I know I skipped a few days of school, but does the punishment really fit the crime? I mean, I parked in the blue spots when you're not supposed to. I realize that. But really, God, go back home and serve in my local church? What am I saying? Lord, I'm carrying something big in me. I sense the call on my life, but the current assignment, the current door that you're telling me is mine doesn't look anything like what you've been stirring in my heart. But the thing about it is the door is the only way that you're going to move forward in the calling and the purpose and the destiny of God for you. And God will let you spend all the time you want not being willing or obedient and merely standing outside and looking at that door. And let me help you out. There's no alternative route around the door. If you want to spend six months saying, I don't like this door. I don't like the way it looks. I don't like what's on the other side of it. Nothing in me wants to go through it. It is up to you and I how long we want to spend criticizing the door. But the thing about it is that my destiny and your destiny awaits on the other side of the door. That on the other side of your yes, of saying yes to that door of opportunity that is in front of you, not only is God using that door to equip you for that calling that he's placed on your life, but there are people waiting on the other side of that door that need you to come on through because you carry a part that only you've got. So you can spend days hand-wringing and frustrated and I don't like the door, but the faster you and I get willing and obedient and move on through, the faster the grace for that assignment comes upon our lives and we get on that accelerator, so to speak, of the plan and the purpose of God. And let me just tell you, the faster you say yes, the faster you go through the door, the faster you function on the, in the room on the other side of that door, And the faster you move on to what he has next. Hallelujah. Turn in your Bibles over just one page to chapter 4 in the book of Revelations. In chapter 4 in verse 1, it says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, come up here, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Every door is going to require the right approach. 
Now, I believe the Spirit of God is very strategic in this next part that we're going to talk about. Because I can tell you, I, I will be transparent and tell you that I know there were some doors of opportunity that God put in front of me that I did not handle correctly and some that I missed because I had the wrong approach. Now, in the kingdom of God, the way you approach a new door has everything to do with what's on the other side of that door for you. Here's what I mean by this. There are two ways you and I can approach an open door. You can either approach it with apprehension or you can approach it with expectation. Human nature has a pull in it to apprehension. And the reason is because when we have experienced places of disappointment in the past, when we have experienced places in life and we've all gone through them, where when we think of those times, we think that did not go the way I thought it was going to go. Has anybody else been there? That person did not respond the way I thought they were going to respond. That relationship didn't hold up true to its word. That road took a turn I don't believe it was meant to take. That unforeseen circumstance was not something I thought was going to happen to me. And so we come out of these things with places where we could judge the future by the past. But I want to say to you this morning that history is only bound to repeat itself if that's what you're constantly looking at. History is only your history. Well, it's always happened this way. I just expect it that right when it looks good, it's all going to fall apart. God forbid. Yeah, but God, that particular thing in my life, there's never been a door there. It's always been closed. And God says, but I, I need you to not judge this door, this opportunity, this future that I prepared for you by the past. I need you to let that thing go. I need you, as the word says, to behold, to be looking ahead at the door. You can't look at the door and look at the past and look at the door and go through with expectation. You cannot have double vision about this. You cannot be double-minded. There's a reason why God told Lot's wife, baby girl, don't look back. There is nothing that I have for you back there. It is what it is. It was what it was. But listen, God doesn't create in your past. He creates in your future. The dynamic of my faith isn't working behind me. The dynamic of my faith is purposed and equipped and empowered to work in my today, to work in my tomorrow. Come on, to finish out your next year. And what I'm looking at, my approach has got everything to do with how this door is going to wind up for me. Hey, that was just a small snapshot from this new series on how to recognize and navigate new doors of opportunity. And I pray that it just spoke to you right where you're at. I would love to get this entire series in your hands 
and I want to let you know how you can get that. If you will visit our website at jentrengale.com and click on the store page, we've got that new series there for you. There's a couple of ways you can do that. You can buy the CD series and we'll send that to you, or you can buy it and download it right to your smart device and listen to it right away. New doors of opportunity are coming up. There is no doubt about it. And God sets us up so perfectly so that we will approach those doors rightly. We will navigate through them so easily and we will apprehend everything that God intended us to get as we walk through every door. God bless you. We love you. We are praying for you. And we believe that God has good things ahead of you. We'll see you here next time. God bless you.